Tom Brady continues his assault on the league. Gronk sets a franchise record. And Jamie Collins is traded. All that and more on this week's edition of Patriots Rap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, 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 Jamie's crying. Because he's going to Cleveland. Pretty good. I like came in with like a little Huey Lewis in the news there at the end. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. We started Van Halen. I like that. Then we're going Huey Lewis in the news. Are we good to go? All right. All right. Sounds good. We're going to roll with it. Let's do it. What's up, Pat's Nation? Thanks for dropping in on us on our latest edition of Patriots Rap 360. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties. We're coming in and out of. So if you're watching us live, you aren't going to be able to hit us up uh, on the YouTube chat room. Uh, as, uh, like I say, we're at the fantastic AfterBuzz studios that usually work tip-top. This is just, uh, you know, a little blip in the system. It's all good. Blip. We're getting, uh, you know. Uh, Denny, why don't you tell the folks where you're from? Well, <laughs> well, who you are, where, where you're, you're from, from, and how they get in contact with you. Sure thing, Michael. Yeah, right. much like yourself, I'm from West Roxbury, Massachusetts. Yay, God's country. Now living in Los Angeles. You can find me on Twitter at Dehas, D-E-E-H-A-A-S. And how about yourself, Mike? Are you out there on the, the interwebs uh, yet? Or? Not quite yet. Not, I see you I, have a laptop over there. I have there. electronic that, mail and a laptop. Wi-Fi so, access? you know, it's like, you know, the Conleys uh, with technology, not so good. I don't think we got a VCR until the uh, the advent of the DVR. Fair enough. Or the fair uh, enough. the DVD. DVD DVR. It's like oh, the, the prices on the VCRs are so good. It's yeah, unbelievable. Too, you know. Now that this thing's irrelevant, <laughs> turns out it's pretty cheap. So good. Uh, if you do want to hit us up, uh, you, normally you can hit us up on the YouTube page and uh, hit us up in the chat room and kind of join our rudderless discussion on all things Patriots as we have every midweek here. But uh, hit up DeHaas on his Twitter, Twitter. on if you do want to stir this uh, in a different direction. Maybe you want to clue us in on why the Pats traded Jamie Collins. You know, we're a little bit puzzled by it. But I have some ideas, and I'm going to share but that is the kind of the news of the week, Absolutely. despite the uh, Pats getting a big win in Buffalo, which we'll kind of go over in just a second. But talk to me. Jamie talk Collins, me, you know, rated like a top 10 linebacker in the league by pro football focus. Yeah. And we just trade him away for like a third rounder. You know, I've heard you say recently yes. that you can't be shocked by certain things that happen. It seems very recent. It's true. You can't be shocked by certain things happening. You know, anything's possible with the Pats. We've seen it time and time again. But I must say, I got a notification on the phone saying Jamie Collins traded. I looked at it. I looked at it twice. I looked at it three times. I couldn't believe it. Traded to the Browns. And then when I read what we were getting in return, I had to reread it about five times because it didn't make any sense to me at the time. That's what's puzzling. I, I've been reading different things. I hear a third-round compensatory pick. Uh, and then I'm hearing it's a conditional pick. You, you can shed any light on such a thing? Well, gee, Mike, funny you ask. Yeah. Yeah, as I understand it, basically uh, the the trade is, in fact, for a, a third-round compensatory pick this upcoming draft. 
But that all hinges on upon. Uh, I guess it actually hinges upon Alex Mack, who's now with the. Uh, I want to see Falcons. The, yeah, he's with the Falcons. So if he finishes out the season with getting eighty uh, percent of the snaps, the rest of the way they'll get that. We'll get that pick That's if if that doesn't pan out, and they are not awarded a third round compensatory pick. We get a fourth round pick the next season, gotcha. which would greatly diminish the value of the Browns' fourth round pick. Correct, twenty eighteen. Well. That could be only a few. It could be, yeah, few, a couple few spots away, but spots. but it's a year later too, and I think with that's true. The you know those guys that understand math and value better than guys like you and I, they tell us that it's a lot. It's a lot uh, holds a lot less weight. I'm wicked good at math, guy. I don't know what you're talking about. Wicked smart. But yeah, I mean, aside aside from the the value in return, I found this one to be. I'm I'm trying to jog my memory as far as what was you know the most recent move that was that shocking i feel like mo- usually there's some writing on the wall it's a little bit of an expectation or you know understanding out of the gate but this one was a bit of a jaw dropper to me at least at the moment you know we've tried to all pats fans i think have tried to piece the you know piece the puzzle back together now yeah i mean i could see if he rolled into the foxborough police department on fake <laughs> beat didn't right. know had his shirt off right didn't know uh you know up from down uh, but speaking of Chandler Jones, oddly enough, uh, Jamie Collins was asked in the Improper Bostonian earlier this year about, hey, what do you like to uh, watch, college football or pro football? Did you hear this? Yes. And he's like, neither. You know, me and Chandler Jones were talking about this, and I was like, oh, guess what? <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you, you got to watch football. It was right before he uh, walked down to the police station. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> so you got to watch some football if you want to remain a patriot, evidently. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I don't know. What about you? What do you think is like the in your mind? Well, it's like what does this I guess maybe to as far as the should, gut punch of it. We should have saw the writing on the wall, uh, you know, where he only played sixty two percent of the snaps, defensive snaps this week after playing all of them, right? You know, every other week, yeah, and except when he was dinged up, but uh, and you know, not playing against running downs and stuff like that, but. I think the uh, the the thing that I think is flabbergasting me and most Patriots mm-hmm. is that if we hang on to the guy and he plays out the season and then he signs with somebody else, as what I was saying all along, because we have so many free agents at the end of the year, right. and he doesn't strike me as a guy that gives hometown discounts, right. we would have got a third round compensatory pick. Right. So this it, is this is what's bewildering. Well, that what does that tell you? It tells you essentially that Belichick, for whatever the reason is, which we're all like I said, we're all trying to put Humpty Dumpty to back together here, but right. it basically tells you straight up that they wanted him, but they think they're better off. I mean, use his words. They think the team is better off with him not not around. So it. it's tough to piece that together, at least on the field. The guy has a certain skill set that is – it's rare, you know? Yes. Um, that's, that's, but that's what's clearly, you know, I at first glance, me being, you know, member number one of the Eland and uh, Roberts fan club – I believe you're number card, two. Card-carrying member, either way. But, either uh, way. Either way, guy. You know, obviously he's playing stout against the run, and that you started to see, okay, this kid's this kid's emerging. I think that's certainly, whether or not they're going to, you know, bet the house on the emergence of Roberts, I do think that obviously has played a role in to their confidence moving forward, you know? Yeah. And I, I think a lot of this has to do with, like, contract demands. I mean, Adam Schefter came out early in the week saying that he was looking for um, – uh, 
Von Miller, Miller money, money yeah. which is like 19 per yeah, or something I don't even, like this. I can't even compute. He's, he's a pass rusher. Dude's got pass. I mean, right. he, he rushes a little bit. Turns out we have zero of those on our squad. But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> whoa. Except maybe Trey Flowers. Big ups, Trey. Ooh, the, uh But, you know, and then allegedly Schefter was also reporting that the Pats had counted with 11 million a year. Right. And, you know, that's probably more in line. You got a like, guy like... Uh, uh, Luke Keekley, who's kind of an inside backer, and he's making about twelve. Kind of the per, best, you know. Yeah. So he's the guy you want to, you know, maybe go after if you if you're that right. high and you're not in that passing rush. Luke Keekley, Jamie Collins is not right for my for my eleven million dollars. Right, and that's the thing. I mean, Bills, you know, a little tight on the yen, obviously. Right. you know, and it's 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 done well for us. But here's here's the thing that I'm thinking is. If that was the case, which I was originally thinking, all right, we don't have a chance of signing this guy. You right. Know? And, you know, we drafted the guy. The only thing he knows is Patriots. Right. You know? So maybe he just thinks, like, oh, I'll just go to another team and it'll be this good. And, you know, they'll give me money and all this stuff. Right. So it's almost like Bill is like, oh, really? Calling okay, that, bluff. that's what you think? All right. I'm going to ship you to the Browns. I mean, okay, and they they can, <laughs> you know, not only so you don't won't necessarily be a free agent this year because they won't let you be a free agent because right. they'll slap you with the franchise tag. Right. So go suck it for eighteen games in Cleveland, and then see what maybe we'll offer you eight million a year after that if yeah. you want to come back. So maybe it's a situation where if you love something, you must let it go, set it free. It's just uh, from, and if it's meant to be, it will come back to you. There it is. Completing the cycle. Like uh, Patrick Chung. Chung. He did come back, and he's yeah. played better the second go-around. That said, I don't know. It's it's still befuddling, you know, as to why. Like, even if it's strictly a contractual thing, you could certainly make the case that if this guy's playing for a big contract, wouldn't you want a guy with his skill set on your roster throughout, you know, potentially a Super Bowl run in the twilight years of Tom Brady's career? Right. So it's it's just it, I think those aspects make it harder to wrap your head around, even if it's strictly you know especially based on what they got or what they didn't get in return. Right. I don't think anyone would say that was a fair va- market value for Jamie Collins or at least someone of his talents. Well, I think that like people are kind of wising up. The Pats obviously wise up to things a little smarter than the rest, of, a little quicker than the rest of the league. But right, people are realizing that you know. You have to make up your team mostly of guys still in their rookie deal that have been in the league for like four years, three right. or four years, in order to like pay your studs, right. you know, in order to kind of stay under the cap and all that stuff. So, um, and maybe they also realize that at least they do on the Pats is, you know, that's a position where you can find value, yeah. you know, especially Bill. You know, who's just been a uh, defense's guru since he was, uh, you know, a wee lad. A wee lad. Since he was watching film down at the Naval Academy in the back room. Um, I guess it just, to me, it begs the question, at least even just to play devil's advocate, are the Patriots a better defense without Jamie Collins on the roster? I don't see how they are. Well, just from a fundamental defensive standpoint, like your defense, whether or not that guy ends up playing more or less snaps moving forward, if they find out he's okay, they finally come to terms. This guy's a liability against the run. There's got to be some other stuff, which you know everyone's been speculating about, whether it's just the potential for some chemistry problems on the team chemistry, whether they thought, hey, based on some other personality stuff, that 
this is going to flare up down the line and could potentially mess with us, you know? Yeah, well, it's interesting because reading uh, uh, Mike Lombardi's comments. Pretty who, harsh. Pretty yeah, harsh. Pretty harsh. Who, who was, uh, of course, uh, the former Browns GM who uh, was with the Pats as a consultant the past uh, couple of years uh, while the Browns were paying him. Very nice. And uh, he was saying that uh, Collins hasn't been playing well. And when you look at the film, you do that. And it, like, and he was talking about his motivation and, like, is he really there? Is he putting forth the right. effort in every play? And I remember when the Pats drafted Collins, that was kind of the knock on him. Right. That this guy was a physically gifted guy who had first-round talent but maybe slipped to the second because right. of effort questions and really if his heart was in it. Right. You know, if a guy doesn't like to watch football, maybe he doesn't like football. Yeah, I mean, he I certainly he's one of those guys with top-end talent. And then, you know, of course, I, I hate the, you know, the Nomar effect that happens in Boston that where a guy leaves town and now it's time to bash him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was literally maybe two weeks ago where we were talking about how this guy looked just like a man-child out there running around making every play in the Houston game. That's true. And now here we are trying to f- deduce how the hell the team is better off without him. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, there's a lot. I mean, our viewers and uh, listeners might be shocked about this, but, uh, you know, we're not in that locker right. room. Right. You know, we don't know what's happening. Uh, so, and this could also be like, you know, the defense has been okay this year. Right. You know, they've been kind of up and down. So maybe this is kind of the swift bye week kick in the ass that uh, old Big Bill decided they needed like oh absolutely this guy made the pro bowl last year we're shipping him out to cleveland right you know so it's like oh if he can go i can go too yeah Uh, yeah it feels like a bit of that like the perfect storm the timing of it whether or not there was an isolated incident or two in the buffalo game i mean he did get run over he got bosworth in that game he allegedly, you know, it's it's hard. I try not to be too judgmental because, like you said, we don't know. A lot of times as a fan, number one, we don't know half as much as these guys, you know, realistically. Even those of us that played for years and know the game as much as we think we do, we don't know what a guy's actual assignment is on a given play. Right. We don't know if a guy's, you know, if one guy, it looks like one guy's a bonehead out there, but you don't know if he's covering up for another guy, et cetera. Right. I feel like a guy like Collins, because he has that top-level athletic talent, he can, A, he can freelance. You know, there's guys, think of like the Brewskis over the years, the Junior Seaus. These guys make plays, instinctive plays, where maybe they come off the standard, you know, by-the-book assignment. But if they're right, no one's, you know, no one's hollering at them. But no, no, when I, that, I can't get behind that. Teddy Brewski does his job on every play. He does, friend. but he was also such an instinctive player, you yeah. know. Whereas, you know, a guy, like, a guy like Collins, when he's right, he's right. But he's also one of those guys... When he's making a bonehead play, as I mean, we saw last week there were a couple of them. So mm. I do think there's got to be another layer to this. May I don't know if it's yeah. a few actual incidents, some bad blood. There's got it. There has to be more to it than, and we're probably never going to hear exactly what it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know that everybody's taking the uh, the Pat's line of thinking. You know, good teammate, good player. Right. Wish him nothing but the best. We're going to still remain friends. Best friends, I think. Yeah, you know, Brady. You know, going like, to text him every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, I've used on Seattle. But uh, Lombardi, like, and he, he kind of said something. You said he got kind of lit up on a few plays this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely the Gillisley touchdown. You saw him just got run over. That's what you were referring yes. to as far as the, the Bosworth. Uh, he got he got trucked. We had to, I mean, just even watching the game and passing there on Sunday, it was like, wh- who just got destroyed on that play? And it yeah. was, in fact, Collins. Yeah. 
and then know. and then I think Lombardi pointed out the uh, on the touchdown run by Tyrod Taylor that maybe Collins wasn't doing his job in that one, and he was right. kind of doing a little freelancing, but. At, when you relook at that play, he also got face masked on that. He did, he did. We were kind of taking a peek at that. Yeah. It's again, it's just hard to say. We don't know if he's, you know, if he's doing his job on that play or not. It's hard to say, like whether or not he got, you know, Patricia's telling him to go in there. If he's, you know, supposed to be dropping back, I thought he missed. Maybe he misread the play. It's hard to say. We don't really know what the dude's assignment is on a given play, but. I do feel like you know what we've seen him as a fan because he has that athletic upside. And realistically, where I think it hurts the team the most is going to be against the pass. I mean, this dude is really as the game has evolved, you know, and Bill Belichick's been kind of behind a lot of it with the double tight end movement. And you have these rare breeds of guys. That, I mean, obviously we have two of them, but there are few. It's few and far between the linebackers who can match up with those guys. And we see every week the problems that those dudes present against linebackers there's very few linebackers who can line up against and run alongside some of these new age tight ends and i feel like you know that's where where jamie collins really shines where that dude can run down the field with anybody yeah and i mean the guy's ceiling's high but whether or not you know that's him not meeting that is actually holding other guys back when you have a you know, a thumper like my boy Landon Roberts out there. This is what I'm saying. And then we'll see. We've got some new guys in the fold. It's just going to be real interesting to see how uh, how those snaps get allotted moving forward. Yeah, I mean, maybe the writing was on the wall when you saw, like, the Patriots adding linebackers here over the past few weeks. Yeah, it's it'll be it'll be pretty interesting to see. I think, obviously, I think we're going to see more Mingo. Obviously, Roberts is going to be... And that kind of Brandon Spikes role, he's going to be in there certainly in, you know, first couple downs, running, you know, situations. running situations. And the yeah. kid, I mean, not to get too carried away, but the kid looks like an absolute stud against the run. So it's rather exciting. We'll see what, you know, Kyle Van Noy is an interesting, uh, an interesting addendum to the roster as well. The kid historically, you know, the first thing we were all hearing when, uh, when his name kind of started circling was that this dude historically has been misused by the Lions. It's easy to pick on the Lions since they, much like Cleveland, they don't always get things right. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we use Van Noy. If you know, if, if he's better suited as an edge rusher, that doesn't really solve much of the problem with Ship and Collins out of town. So I think it seems like, uh, you know, based on the fact that we're also not getting any edge rush from pretty much anybody or any pass rush, interior or otherwise, edge rush, you know, interior, the the pass rush is pretty much non-existent. Yeah, that, that's unfortunate because at the beginning of the year it seemed like it was there. Yeah. You had Chris Long getting in there with regularity and some of even the interior guys. Except for Trey Flowers seems that, I mean, obviously using this week as an example, um, he, you know, he had two sacks this week and I think he had like 21 snaps if I remember correctly. Um, so it's just going to be interesting to see how they move some of these guys around and the way that they use, you know, some of their, you know, the Ninkovichs of the world. I don't know. It's just, I'm just interested to see how they fill those slots and kind of make up for the absence yeah. of JC. It's going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting, but you know, I feel like Mingo has to be an X factor here, just based on his athletic skill set, where he, you know, and then I don't know how they're going to use Van Noy, but I mean. They may, they may as well just keep mixing it up. The far if if you can get to the quarterback, put the guy in there, you know, because the guy must have some talent. He's a former like second round pick, right? Mingo's a former first rounder, you know. So it's about 
you know, maybe it's they feel like that these guys can contribute more than just on special teams. And right, you know, we are going to be able. To I mean, we both love a Landon, so we're going to be able. The dude's to, a thumper. I mean, seems he's like we're going to be able to cover for him on first and second down. Certain guys have that knack, and he's one of them. You know, like the other thing that I, I was reading somewhere, and it, you know, we all saw the do do your job special that they had on the Pats, and sure, there was that uh, marquee moment in the season where, or maybe it was one of the maybe it was the football life Belichick special where he was harping on how the team he couldn't reach the team and they were lacking the uh, you know the certain gusto that he wanted to see out there where the guys weren't picking each other up and Brady would get hit and the linemen were leaving him down and stuff like that and. Oof. A bit of that happening on the defense. You know, in some ways, though, the team seems to be a cohesive thing. I mean, until Monday morning, it felt like all was right in Patriots Nation. And then all of a sudden, now we're kind of left questioning what the hell's really going on. To some extent, though, the team seems to be rolling along pretty sweetly. You do also, you know, you have the offensive and defensive units. You have kind of the linebacking core as its own thing. Yeah. so you you never know what's going on in those meeting rooms, and maybe maybe if there's any kind of bad attitude happening, or just kind of a disinterest, or a certain level of lack of respect, or whatever it is that that's where it'll show that up. it trickles down, yeah. And then you have these guys, you know, uh, uh, by all appearances and everything I've read on Roberts, the, that kid on the other hand, he's not playing video games; he's obsessed with football. Right. You know, you have Van Noy, the dude went to BYU. He's probably you know. He's not going out on Saturday nights. He's, you know, reading from the good book and uh, studying our game, you know. <laughs> he wasn't the guy throwing any objects on the field. That's for darn sure. Oof. You know what I mean? Doesn't even know what that was out there. For reals. Had no clue. All right. But anyways, it was it was a shocker, though. I, I'm still, I think the dust is going to have to settle over the next eight, nine weeks. Only time will tell. Yeah. Should we talk so, about the game? I don't know. Can we move t- on? Let's talk about the game. I mean, it was a win. It was a nice big win. It was a win. 41-25. Pats over the Buffalo Bills. Up in Orchard Park. New edition, not in attendance. Um, as far and, as we know. As far as we know. Uh, but I know you mentioned um, Jamie Collins being able to cover behemoth tight ends. We have a few of those on our own, right? We got a couple. Uh, Gronk. Sets the franchise records for touchdowns, 69. 69, boys, rule. Boom. Did you see the Gronk family reaction by any chance? I don't think so. It's pretty great. There's uh, footage of the whole family in the box chanting 69. Really? 69. Wow, yeah. This, they, you know, the just, cloth from which he is torn. Gronkowski must mean class in <laughs> Polish. Um, yeah, oh, I, boy. Mean, I mean, Western New York, they're, 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 uh, they're, they live a hard life up there. It's a hard knock life, you, you know? know. Winter's a, winter's coming. Winter <laughs> is coming. Um, but he he was an animal per usual. You, are people not watching tape? Because this seems like Gronk down the seam. It's nuts. Brady hits him. Haven't we have like three of those this season or three in the last four games? Like you know, for like forty yards, <laughs> right? This one goes for fifty three, and he's just—I think he's just that much of a matchup problem. Yeah, they, there's nobody that big and that fast. They, like, you know, if you're going to send a safety, to, like a safety or a linebacker, a linebacker is not going to be fast enough. Safety is typically not going to be big enough. 
Right. The dude's causing problems. Yeah, and then like this dude who was like covering him on that particular play, uh, Roby Coleman or whatever, is like a the Nickelback in there. Right. I know you're a big fan of Nickelback, but big, huge, uh, huge the uh, but he's in there. And how disheartening <laughs> is it for that guy? That's like, okay, I'm on this guy because I got the speed to stay with him. Right. But then he outmuscles you for the to catch. And then he runs away from you. Right. Like, how disheartening is that? Yeah, it's... Like, I can't, I can't even feel good. J- jump out and grab his shoe. Right. His shoelace and try and make it after The guys get wheels. Because the dude's fast. You know, he's been out there running, uh, trying to keep up with TB12 out there, I think. You know what Ooh, I mean? Oh, <laughs> I think he... The scrambler. He had the longest run of the game. Probably the most fleet... That 15-yard scramble was the longest carry of the game for the He's past. He's on target to set a new career best in rushing yardage. It's something he worked on in the offseason. He talked about Let's it. Let's hope he doesn't get it. Because that he, means he's just scrambling He's watching these kids, you know, and he's like, hey, yeah. get a little... I, I honestly thought he looked pretty dang good. He looked comfortable on that on that run. He looked a little less awkward. Yeah. Like, it was like that moment right after Forrest Gump breaks out of the leg braces, you know? <laughs> it's like all up till now, he's had the braces on. <sighs> and on that one, they just broke off. <laughs> Jenny. Oh, man. You know? Also, my magic shoes. <laughs> um, before we start slurping the goat, uh, weekly slurp fest, but um, <laughs> let's get back to Gronk. Gronk. And... Um, he, you know, set the franchise record beating one of the biggest gentlemen ever to wear a Patriots uniform, Mr. Stanley Morgan. And in true a gentleman fashion, he called Gronk afterwards in uh, the Gronk locker room. nearly hung up on him. <laughs> Gronk's like, <laughs> who's this? Who? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Gronk, how old is Gronk? He doesn't know what that is. Exactly. exactly. He's a baby. He's a baby. Yes, he, he is. He is. Uh, he, Gronk did it in his seventh season. Old Stanley had 12 seasons with the Pats in order to get it done. So Yeah, he's off to a decent start. And you think in his injury time and stuff, he pretty much did it in half the games. It's ridiculous. We don't have the games. Uh, his scenarios his dominance know. is it's unparalleled, Michael. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, and just to stay on the tight end position, uh, as there has been a little bit of a shake-up there in the past few weeks, with the Pats shipping out A.J. Derby to the Broncos yeah. and uh, cutting Clay Hobbo a few weeks ago. Uh, they did sign tight end Matt Lengel from the Bengals practice squad. Lengel from the Bengals. Lengel what do you got? from the Bengals. No big deal. Lengel. Another six foot seven guy that's 266 pounds. So it's like... Future Hall of Famer. <laughs> we're Future just cornering the market on these offensive tackles that play tight end. It's, it seems you know? that way. It seems that it's way. It's pretty crazy. Pretty So crazy. Um, that's exciting. I mean, not, he probably never will see the field. Not once. Not know? once. If we're, if we're signing him, he's got to be good. Um, guy's a legend. And congratulations to Dyla Gaffney finally making the 53-man roster nice. after... Being that, you know, always a practice squad guy or mm-hmm. waved, and then we bring him back. Clearly, the Pats really like this guy. They like him. You know, and if his knee can, uh, you know, stay he's still, healthy, he could be something. Still a big uh, X factor. Bottom of that depth chart. Speaking bottom of knees staying chart. healthy on the running back depth shot, uh, Dion Lewis back at practice last Thursday. Yeah, the latest I've read is that he's projected to play. Against Seattle. That's wow. the latest projection. That'd be nice because, I mean, obviously they wouldn't start him back on uh, the practice because that, with the new uh, IR rules, right. once he goes back to practice, that starts a 21-day clock right. on Deion Lewis where he's either put on the 53-man roster or 
not allowed to play, I believe, for the season. Yeah, so that's correct. Sir. That would come down to November 17th was when that would be up. Yeah, I mean, no knock on James White, and he's done a decent job aside from that horrible drop Ooh, he had in tough. the game, which was pretty tough. Oof. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's done. A, he's been a pretty solid, you know, pass-catching back for the Pats. Um, that said, if you, you know, all it takes is a couple highlights from last season. I mean, Dion is a dynamic player with the ball in his hands, especially if you can get him in space. Yeah. So I, I assume the Pats are going to, you know, they're not – taking any unneeded risks right now right ease him back in couple touches here and there let's see what the kids got if if he can be anywhere close to what he was it's going to be a huge asset for the offense which is already pretty solid it turns out pretty good pretty solid offense old lg blount force trauma kind of held in check this week a little bit i think buffalo was kind of uh they got absolutely blown up by jay Achahi, uh sure last did. week sure so did. I think they were on their best behavior to stop the run. Yeah, they did stop the run. They did. Uh, that said, TB12 was really spreading that ball around like old old school TB12 for the early days of yore. So good. Spreading it out, getting everyone to love. Jules having a good game, getting a TD. His first TD of the season. Amendola with a nice TD. Hogan. Hogan, that big, big game bomb, against this team on third and long too. It's the like deep hockey. ball, Brady has really brought back the deep ball this wow. year. Let's salivate about that. Chris Hogan's brought back <laughs> the deep ball. so pathetic. That dude is like Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? Hey, though? Man, it's just it's a Patriots show. It's just great though, you know. Yeah. It is not depressing. Me. I always think of that scene from. Uh, from Ron, you know Ron Burgundy. It's just like we've been coming to this party for twenty years, whatever it is, you know. And in no way is that depressing. It's like every week watching the Pats. It's just like, oh, it's, sweet lord, we are so fortunate. Death Pats. It's like you know, it's, it's like watching the Celts in the early eighties. You know? Right. It was just yeah, like, all right, they're gonna win by thirty. Spoiled. Let's just see how they do it. So spoiled. Oh man. Um. So spoiled. So yeah, I'll TB twelve, twenty two out of thirty three, three fifteen, four TDs. But um no big deal. Um he also got his twenty sixth win versus the Buffalo Bills. Is that that's, any that's, good? that's tying a record. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Yeah. Twenty six versus Detroit. So uh, yeah. that's kinda interesting. And the the, the 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 offense looked good, you know, and it was like kind of that that formula we used to see when the Pats are clicking on offense where right. they're like or really on all sides of the ball where they're like they'll stop that team uh, on their final drive of the first you know and they, they got him because Carpenter hit the field he hit the upright right. and then old Ghost hits one, hits the upright but it bounces in on a 51 yada and then they score that touchdown real quick so it's like you get that swing that oh, like yeah. 10 Big point time. swing that was huge. or in that instance it's like a 13 point swing so yeah, we haven't really touched on that yet, but I, also a big game for uh, old Pat Kiki, Steven Goskowski. Yeah, I mean, big, big that I thought that going into the half that was huge. You know, was they huge. tried to ice him. You know, it was a long kick, inclement weather to an extent. Yeah, you know, and football gods were shining upon him with that kick, dinked it in off the upright. Yep, five PATs, two field goals. First nice. time he hasn't missed a kick and. A month feels feels like a while. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hopefully that was you know exactly what the duck the road it is. They see. I mean, you know, Bill always keeps saying you know, I'd never have anybody out there besides Steve. You know, yeah, he's the guy. So they're saying all the right things to get this guy back on the right track. You know, 
Yeah, I'll say that this week. Had he missed a couple more, you know, maybe he would try the opposite medicine. There's no one I'd rather have out there less than him right now. Wow. Wow. No, I mean, yeah, he looked good, and hopefully that will just get him back on, on track. I mean, until this point, really, there's been very few hiccups the whole career so far. Yeah. So, Speaking of the kicking game, Ryan Allen looked good on his three punts. He did. Better than the week before where there was just, uh, you know, there was a lot of kicking woes the yeah. week before. So Maybe good to that see was coached big, up during the week. Big week for special teams, especially, you know, that punt return was huge, so. I mean, excuse the me, kick the kickoff return. return. Yeah, yeah, I think what was it was 73 yards. 73 yards. Uh, no big deal. That was good to see, you know? No big it's deal. It's like, I, I like, I'm always telling myself, all right, yeah, it's nice to see Edelman and Amendola back there because you trust these guys and they're not going to fumble. But do they have the explosiveness right. anymore to make this happen on right. the run back? So it was good to see that from Amendola, you know, that he's doing that. But Pat's 7 of 10 drives they scored. They were 9 of 13 on third down. I mean, that's good stuff. It was definitely a good day for the offense. How do you think the defense played? I mean, there was some like three and outs of the Bills early on and allowed the Pats to get out to a little bit of a lead. But some of that seemed to be like drop passes by the Bills receivers, you know, because of the slick conditions. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't their day. And I think. I, I I don't know. Again, in the just in the, the realm of speculation, whether or not that you know whether or not it played a role and to what extent it did. If so, uh, in the Collins situation, we mentioned he got trucked, uh, and we didn't bring up the fact that at the beginning of the game there was the too many men on the field, following by followed by another yes. one or ten guys on whatever it was, back to back. So I I don't know what was going on there. I've heard some speculation, but. That was very uncharacteristic, put it that way. So, I mean, yeah, that was that, that was tough. And, you know, that's why, like, you know, in Mike Lombardi's comments saying how the defense wasn't playing that well this year, you know, there could be something to that, you know, when you right. sh- shine, the, shine the light on that stuff because that's certainly not Patriot football. Right. I mean, we're halfway through the season, and we're getting 12 men on the field penalties, right. and then the very next play, going to have it again unless they burned a timeout to save it, right. you know? Yeah, because they tough. went from twelve, and then they ran two guys off, and it was ten, and then Belichick burned a timeout. It's like, yeah, it's brutal. Wow. It's brutal. I mean, the the at the end of the day, you know, the Pats win these games during the season, but if you know, you have to think if this is a postseason game or you're just playing a superior team, this is the stuff you can't just assume you're going to get away with. Absolutely, like that. You know, the the Taylor touchdown where he just there was just a mile from the run-through up the middle of the field. Like, somebody's got to be staying home. A guy that mobile, you have to think there's some there's a spy somewhere. Somebody's got to be sitting home waiting to And the Pats going to have to get that kind of squared away because they got uh, some mobile quarterbacks on the horizon here in the second half, and, uh, Russell Wilson and uh, Colin Kaepernick. Although Russell, uh, you know, this season... He's I think got that bum knee. Turns out he's not as mobile pocket. as uh, our boy, Tom Brady. Well... He's, he's a little dinged up, a little injured. I, I thought not as more. TB twelve got more. I'm, let me look this up. Research department. Oh boy. I think Brady research team. has got him in the yardage on the ground department oh. this season, which is hard to believe. All right, make that thing. <laughs> but uh, this just kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week, where it's like not a bad thing to. I'm just filling you doing the. Research. No, yeah, do your thing. It sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> about the Pats, like, okay, we don't want them to have their perfect game in November or October right. or even December. But if they can still throw up Ws and still have a bunch of 
learning opportunities out there. Right. Because obviously the greatest coach of all time is going to know those learning opportunities right. and know exactly how to coach them up in order to not have those occur in the future. Right. So, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. It is interesting. I mean, at the end of the day, a W is W, right? Until until the games really matter so yeah i mean you gotta you gotta like it i mean we had uh the goat on the shelf for the first four games and was seven and one here at the halfway point of the season got the buy in a good time you know i would actually maybe you know where the pats play a hopefully knock wood uh 21 week season uh 20 week season you know that the buy would maybe happen you know, a couple of weeks from now, but right. we'll have to take it here because I think last week didn't we? Last year didn't we have a like ridiculously early buy? Didn't we have like a buy in the first week of buys? Yeah, it was pretty early two years ago. Yeah, I it feel was like we like week four or something. Historically, I feel like we've been uh, we've been okay. You know, like we I feel like I don't know how exactly that gets dialed in as yeah. the, when they make the schedule, but I feel like we've had okay luck with that. Okay. For the as far as the things that do fall in our favor, are you going to tell me that Tom Brady? Twenty sixteen, Tom Brady. He's got uh, ten rushing attempts, forty four yards. Wow. Russell Wilson has that's a four point four yards per pretty carry. Pretty solid. Average. That is solid. He's got twenty five attempts for forty four yards. So oh wow. Yeah. Same yardage. Pretty better yeah. advantage. Tom Brady. Advantage goat. Once again, the one thing I mean, Russell Wilson thought he had an edge in, turns out you still don't. Still it. You know? His wife is pretty hot, though. <laughs> Yet, <laughs> no, maybe not an advantage there yeah, either. I don't know. Exactly. Oh, Ciara exactly. is pretty. She's a beautiful gal. Yeah, no question about that. He's just copying Tom. He That's is. What he's I doing. mean, it seems like a, a pretty if, cool move. If, if there's one to emulate, it would be It's him. a cool move. Yeah. Um, so we got to skedaddle out of here in a little bit, uh, a couple minutes here. What? Uh, anything else you want to get off your chest here? Uh, big ups to our boy Amar Singh, who reached out after last week's episode, by the way. Uh, yes. Hit us up. We were a little unsure about the uh, the kickoff rule, the touchbacks, if right. you recall. I don't know how they slipped that one by us, but Amar dropped us a little line on Twitter just to let us know that uh, the new touchback rule for the, to the 25 only applies to kickoffs, kickoffs. not punts or anything else. So. Right. Right. Which is, I think, is weird, regardless of the fact that somehow we weren't aware of it. It's like so weird. It's no, that's weird, man. Why would you? The, why are you getting all different it's touchback a, scenarios? It does that's seem confusing. Odd. I remember when all the hullabaloo was made, and they said, "Oh, it's going to be the twenty-five. They didn't mention that. Yeah, like there wasn't no asterisk on it. I, I mean, it's like only going to be on kickoffs. I consider myself a fairly knowledgeable fan to not know that is just you know I feel like Donovan McNabb out here not knowing you could tie a game kind of thing. Yeah, it's true. Lots of ties lately. Yeah, also crazy, weird to yeah. the season, terrible. Um, very good. What are you going to do with your bye week? What are you going to do with yourself? It's a tough call. Probably just do some yoga. Wow. Uh, go on a hike. Wow. Go to you. church. I'll probably just, Sunday. I'll probably just watch a bunch of JV football. Yeah, no question. You watch know? some of these also runs and see what they uh, see what they got up their sleeves. See what they got. Sleep in, maybe you know. You know, but we will be here next week, even though it's a bye week. We'll just be, uh, you know, talking about the Seattle series and maybe what we do with the bye weeks. You know, we're here every Wednesday around this time. We were a little late today due to technical difficulties, but we're around about eleven twelve p.m. Eastern time. So Edelman Brady p.m. Uh, on Wednesdays, come and check us out, guys. Uh, really appreciate you tuning in for Dennis Harris. 
I am Mike Conley. Thanks for tuning in for another edition of Patriots Wrap 360. Happy birthday, Bob Conley. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. After Buzz TV.